0: Bryce, what's good, baby? It's your boy, Joe Menor from Season 35. Um, I got some smoke, okay? Most people jump on here and they show you that love, but I'm going to give you that smoke because the other day, I pick up my package, my purple pants package, my zaddy calendar for the listeners. Just jump straight to April because your Dominican boy blessed that calendar. Okay, while I open up the package, I feel a t-shirt. So I'm excited. I'm all amped up like, yes, I got a purple pants t-shirt. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to flex on them. Next you know, it's this big old ugly white plain triple X t-shirt. I heard you and Robert talking that smack. And to add salt to the wound. I receive a refrigerator magnet that doesn't even stick to real stainless steel appliances, but it sticks to your little cheapy cheapy metal sheet appliances. That's disrespectful. It's a purple. It's a purple pants podcast. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants. She's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants here's the deal we back again for another week of the purple pants podcast i am your host bryce isaiah and what is the tea oh uh, what it is oh uh, what's up i hope you're ready for a new episode what's popping purple pants posse hello 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 to all of our new listeners i'm so glad you clicked on that button to see what's popping on this week's episode now before we go any further if you have not already if you could do your baby boy one solid favor make sure you subscribe to my podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify podcast make sure you guys write a review come on write 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 a review come on come on come on write write Write, write, write a review, write a review, right, write, 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 write a review. Oh, okay, okay, let me stop, let me stop, because my head a little dizzy now, because I'm saying, write a right, review, here's the deal. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Purple Pants Podcast. Now, how has everyone been doing? How was your weekend? How was the end of your week? Now, listen, I don't know who need to hear this. Okay. Really, I'm talking to myself. So Bryce, come in a little closer. Okay. This is for spicy Bryce. No, actually, it's not for spicy Bryce. This message is for lazy Bryce. I've been just struggling just to find my motivation when it comes to work. Now, I know I need work to pay my light bills and, but I'm just like, Oh my God. And it's just working from home. Has really been getting to me Like I can get up I'll check my emails But I can then find a million uh, Other things around my house That I would rather do than work I'm talking about like moving my couch And sweeping for dust Even though I don't even like to do that But I'd rather do that Than work Now I'm not saying I don't like to work Cause you know baby boy like to be Busy as a who Busy as a ha but I just am really just struggling with just with the weather changing and just really trying to stay active at home from work. So I'm—I don't know who else need to hear this. But stop being lazy and let's get our work done. Okay, I'm—I'm I'm gonna try to—I'm gonna replay that part of the podcast when I listen to it because I really just need to stop playing and get it done. And I'm just like, it's just this procrastinating spirit. I don't know what it is. It need to get up off of me. Okay, go somewhere else. Give me the spirit of. What and to do? Plan ahead of energize. Okay, where the energizer bunny? Okay, give me some of that. Okay, get this procrastic. Pro- wait, am I saying it right? Procrastinating spirit off of me because listen, here's the deal: we are winner. I'm a winner, and I gotta get it done. And I got bills to pay. Okay, I got coffee creamer to get. Okay, and I don't know about y'all, but you know. I am a gay black man, and you know, sometimes the gays, we love the holidays, and with the holidays right around the corner, I likes to have all my holiday shopping done for the main people in my life by Thanksgiving, so now is the time, y'all home, you going to these malls, you on the Amazon, you about to start getting your holiday gifts together now, okay, because for me, it's about getting the gift, and then I gotta find the wrapping paper, because you know I like to wrap each each person's gift in different wrapping paper okay I know I know listen listen you know the gays just be loving to uh to be extra can't help it it's a part of me but what is the tea I know y'all like where in the hell did this go I just you know listen here's the deal I had to get it off my chest we're getting that procrastinating spirit of both of us we're going to be productive in our work we are speaking it into existence we're manifesting it okay we're also manifesting our goals, okay? Anybody that's a vision board, I've got, I, I'm all over the place today. Listen, oh, well, listen, go with me. This this is what it is. And this is the Purple Pants Podcast. Now, back to what I was saying, vision board people, anybody that likes vision boards, I love a good vision board. I've got vision boards all over my house, but it's time for me to like redo them, I feel like. So I'm just also in the spirit of non-procrastinating, I want to put the spirit of vision forward. So, any people that are like me and visionaries and speaking things into existence, here is your here is your friendly reminder to update your vision board for where you at currently in your life. I know you could have did it three months ago pre pre, pre pandemic, but do it for you right now. You know wherever your spirit, wherever you are at, let's let's update those boards. Cause I know I was looking at, cause I have a a vision board in my bathroom. Yes. Cause I like to, you know, just be inspired. And I was looking at my vision board and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this is necessarily accurate of what I want right now. So I, you know, just want to make sure that I put that out there, that we actively have goals that we're searching for and that we do something to them, okay? And listen, so we get that spirit of procrastination up off of us. We get rid of—I uh, pro- was about to say—spicy bracy. We get rid of lazy Brycey and we get something done. Now, all right, I'm done screaming at y'all, but I do want to know what's the tea, what's been going on, how have you guys been, what's up? Uh, you know, what you, you got the kids Halloween costumes together? Now, here's another thing: How are we doing trick or treating? I know most of the most trick or treating is canceled, but For some people, like my mom was like, I don't know how I should get the candies out. Maybe I should get a tong and just I'm like, no, girl. The only thing that I thought of that something that my mom could do because she has a lot of kids in her neighborhood was put a table out. Okay, keep the distance. Put a table out put a bowl on the table, okay, and buy the prepackaged candies that, you know, maybe like like they come prepackaged, they got a number of stuff in it, but they're in their own plastic bag. And when you see the kids walking up the driveway, you come out before they get to the table, and if there's three kids there, if you want to have your tongs barbed, boom, dump three without you touching the candy, put it into the bowl and then have them come up and grab it. That's the only, my mom's like, well, that's a lot of walking. Well, girl, you can use the exercise or, you know, that, that's, uh, but I don't know. But you've been getting your candy because uh, I, for one, Love Halloween time. I love actually November second and third when I could go and stock up and get all my candy for fifty to seventy five percent off. But yes, but I want to know what's the tea. What y'all been going on? Y'all been doing anything? Any fall festivities? What y'all been up to? Busy, busy, busy as a court. Busy as a tea. I'm busy as a quarantine. Beep, beep, be busy as a quarantine. Be, be, be. You know okay I was busy this weekend I last week I was talking to Barb and she was just saying how I don't have anything to do I'm so bored I'm like well girl how about we carve pumpkins my mom's like I don't know if I'm good at carving pumpkins I'm like it doesn't matter so me and my sister we went up to go visit my mom this weekend and we carved pumpkins which was so much fun but y'all know I'm competitive so I was like with my mom and my sister I'm like okay we'll see who can carve the best pumpkin and my mom was all with it at first and so I was trying to tell my mom like you know with the carving sometimes it can be difficult because you we had the stencil, and you can draw the stencil on your pumpkin, but it can be confusing as to what part that you're in on the stencil on a pumpkin do you actually cut and, like, Pull out, and what part stays? And you know, we just wasn't doing just pumpkin and carving. We was doing mimosas and pumpkin carving. So my mom kind of messed up a little bit. I don't know what the hell. She was trying to draw, I guess, a peace sign. But then it started looking like a tulip. And then my sister, geez Louise, okay? I love her to death, okay? she Her thing, she tried to do a cat, no shade. Hey, Nikki, child, look like a humpback. Well, but here's what I would say that I was trying to tell my mom and my sister Was, although it might look bad now, at nighttime when you put the candle in it, it looks fire. Now, let me just say this. Because my... Okay, now y'all already know. My pumpkin was the best. Period, Pooh. And I think... That when the lights go off, meaning it's dark outside and we got the candles, I honestly think my sister might have beat my mom. And then my mom's came in second place. But, you know, it wasn't really a competition when the queen in town because, you know, I killed it. But it was just so much fun to kind of just, you know, visit with my mom. And Barb's so cute. She all texted me the next day like, thank you so much. I had such a great time. But, you know, I growing up as a kid, my mom always had activities for us. We always, and I was the youngest, so a lot of the times my brothers did not want to participate participate in the activities that my mom had for us but me I always loved it like okay so you know back in the day well Barb's still a little cheap but when it comes to sunshine she's not cheap but back in the day for Halloween decorations I always would get so mad at my mom cuz we would go to the store I would want like the blow up I, the blow up type of you know lawn ornaments I would want the fake pumpkins I would want the lights my mom wasn't having none of that okay this is what my mom did she would we would she would not we would cuz she had a job then I didn't she would buy the cheap. Not, I don't want to say cheap. No shade to bar. But for, in my opinion, as like a seven year old, the cheap Halloween decorations, which really was manual labor. She would buy the trash can, not the trash cans, the trash bags that were pumpkins. You know what I mean? And then you would rake the whole yard and put the leaves in it and then sit it on the front of your house. Okay, that that ain't fun, and my brothers would never want to do it, but I always was one for the activity, so I would always try to, like, you know, maybe make them a snowman and do, like, three bags and put them on top, and Barb would always move them, and then I remember one year, we, like, put it out, and do, would y'all believe on, I think it might have been, like, a Tuesday night or Tuesday morning, the trash man took our leaves first of all trash man i mean i should (laughs) i'm not saying trash man i'm saying our waste disposal employees okay you see that them leaves was in an orange trash bag that looked like a pumpkin why you go up on our lawn and put them in the trash okay that's not trash And then I remember my mom was at work because I came home from school and I told her and my mom was like, well, I'm not buying another. I'm not buying anymore. Well, girl, but anyway, I love uh, activities, you know, for Easter. We do Easter baskets, you know, for Christmas. I was in charge of the decorating, you know, for Valentine, all that stuff. So I love that. So I, what I love almost, which is weird for me, is thinking about how my mom's and I's relationship is evolving where I'm actually the adult that is like planning the activities for us to do. And of course, just like how I was, my mom is all about it. My mom like, yes, well, what else you want to do? Okay, and then so I'm over there and she's all talking about, well, how you want to do Christmas this year? And like, you know, my mom always got a plan. So I love it. So that's what I was up to this weekend. And then I literally had a lazy Sunday and I loved every bit of it. I did not get out of my bed. A a couple of times to go to the bathroom and wash my hands, but I just chilled and watched some TV. I actually watched a show that I'm excited to talk about next week with you guys on Netflix, Emily in Paris. And at first I didn't want to watch it, but then it really kind of sucked me in. But then I also was thinking like, "Mm, there's, I just had some thoughts on the show, not that anything negative about the show, but just like where my mind went with the show. So make sure you guys tune in next week so I can cover Emily and Paris with you. But enough jibber and jabber from me. Let me give you the rundown of what's going on on this week's podcast. So we got our church announcements, okay, on the menu this week. We got the casual tea with ma and B, okay, we got Jatia back to cover real housewives of potomac and bay bay we missed the royal rumble that was candace okay and monique we covered that but we didn't get the aftermath so me and jatia are covering that and last week's episode and then we have purple pants promotions this week and i'm so excited for this segment I actually have Janine Cook, who is the owner of an indie bookstore here in Philadelphia called Harriet's Bookshop. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast to just talk about, you know, what it is to have a black owned bookstore in the city of Philadelphia. We have such a great conversation. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. I've got the freak of the week. okay? so listen, here's the deal. Get ready because we're going to start this podcast.
1: Oh, welcome to church.
0: Oh, welcome to church. It's a church announcement, so now I welcome to church. And on this week's church announcements, I just have two short, brief church announcements. I recorded finally a red nap episode you know rob and akiva need a podcast and we did the freakiest freak bracket okay we finally convinced well we didn't convince but it came up on the wheel and we did it okay you know rob has some apprehensions but listen come on how can you go wrong with the freakiest freak come on baby so make sure you guys check that out it's such a fun episode and listen it's definitely got me through my monday trying to get work because we getting that okay we are definitely getting that procrastinating spirit up off of us and speaking of procrastination just want to let you guys know them zaddy calendars the 2021 Bryce Isaiah zaddy calendars are going a lot higher are going like hotcakes to make sure you get yours before they're all gone i don't want no dms this year talk about bryce i ain't get a calendar i ain't get a cake they going like hotcakes so make sure you get yours they make for perfect holiday okay they make for perfect holiday treats and listen what did i say earlier i like to have my shopping done by thanksgiving so make sure you guys check out the 2021 bryce isaiah zaddy calendars you can go to my online shop, Bryce-Isaiah.myshopify to get your zaddy calendars and get all your little goodies. I've got some keychains that are on there. I've got some magnets. Don't listen to Joe Joe Mena don't really got a real refrigerator. Okay, we got some magnets up there. I've got some coasters, some keychains, a lot of fun stuff. So make sure you check out Bryce-Isaiah.myshopify and check it out. Or you can go to my Twitter, Bryce Isaiah, or Instagram and click the link on the bio. All right. Now let's get into this meat and potatoes. Oh, oh, the meat and potatoes. Oh, oh, the meat and potatoes. It's a man who? It's a man you Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew It's a man who? It's a man you Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew And keeping the menu rolling, okay? As promised, with Big Brother rolling down. And, you know, I thought it'd be a lot of excitement. So I said, listen, we need to get that casual tea with Amani B. So welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) What's popping? But, you know, I need to know what's going on. I don't even got time for the chitty or the chizat. I need to know what's popping on Big Brother. All stars.
2: All right. Well, the last time we left off, we had... uh... The triple eviction that just happened, Uh, Kevin, David, Danny, out of the house. Then Cody wins HOH yet again. He puts up Tyler and Christmas, and we were wondering what was going to happen, whether or not Tyler would be the one to go, because at at, at the beginning of the week, Cody wanted Christmas out because uh, he thought that Tyler was still like a bit of a shield for him, although I don't really know why we need shields this late in the game, but he, he I, I think a lot of people can go back and forth on this. Who was the better target to get out Christmas or Memphis? Because the, the big thing for Cody and by proxy Enzo and for Nicole, because they're all working together is, okay, we get rid of Christmas because she's obviously working with Memphis. That way we you know chop one of his people off and then we can take care of Memphis later on. Or we get rid of Tyler um, because he's good at competitions and he could potentially team up with Memphis and do the same thing that Christmas would. And they decide to make the decision to get rid of Tyler. I think it's the right decision because Tyler is better at comps than Christmas is. um, And Cody wins the veto, leaves the noms the same, eviction night comes, Tyler is up out of there. So Mm. the two people that I wanted on this season were Devon and Tyler. They're both in jury. So now I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, (laughs) that's it, I guess.
0: (laughs) I mean... Uh, at least the two people that you wanted made the jewelry like isn't that a good thing I know. right know.
2: but it is a good thing i wanted better for the both of them I, uh, a lot of people really thought that devon was going to be great this year i thought so too and the same thing for tyler because tyler made it all the way to the final 2 and lost by one vote in his season so people were very excited for him to come back even Julie, when he when he got evicted, um, and he she, he walked down on the stage, Julie was like, "Oh, I thought like, this is gonna be your year, Tyler." I was like, "Oh, damn, just <gasps> rub the salt <laughs> in the wound, girl, rub the salt in the wound." But obviously, but honestly, I mean, he, Tyler made a lot of tactical errors this season. He was not he was not the BB twenty Tyler that we all know, and yeah, it, it was his time. Like he he has really no one to blame but himself for. Um, being evicted at the final six. So, yeah, now we're left with Memphis, Christmas, Enzo, uh, Nicole, and Cody. Um, And the next HOH happens. They really, like, Cody really, really needs Nicole to win this one because if Christmas or Memphis wins, uh, Cody has a big, big chance of going up. Nicole would definitely go up if Christmas or Memphis won. Um, Who will be the second nominee? Not really sure, but Cody is really, really sure that it would probably be him. Um, So the feeds go down for the HOH competition, and after, I don't know how many hours, four or three hours go by, feeds come back up, it's the HOH is done, and Christmas, or excuse me, Christmas does not win. Nicole wins the (laughs) HOH. Yes. So (laughs) a lot of people are like, well, bitch, we knew that was going to happen, because back in BB-18, Nicole employed this strategy where she sort of just lays down and dies for the first few weeks of the game. It must nice. Uh, it, it must be nice. You know, she'll whine here and there to get her way or whatever. But once the end game starts to, to kick in, then she'll start winning comps um, to ensure her safety and uh, make some moves in the game. So, yes, this is exactly what she did. The last time and she's doing it again now apparently and i guess we'll find this out tonight on the episode apparently christmas was really really close to winning so the competition was it was like a teeter-totter so you had to walk across with a ball put a ball on the far end of the teeter-totter make sure that it stays there and then walk back across the teeter-totter without knocking the balls off so apparently christmas did really really well she had one more ball to go but i guess on the way back she effed it up and all the balls came off which led the way for nicole to win the hoh so now nicole is hoh of course that means cody is safe yet again um and we already know that the people that are going to be nominated are christmas and memphis memphis does not memphis is thinking that he's the safe one because he has the final three with cody and enzo and since nicole is hoh and she cannot vote the only people that are voting are cody and enzo so he thinks that he's safe he's like all right well I knew that this was going to happen at some point, you know, where it's the only people left that are in the committee. So it is what it is. Um, so he's thinking he's safe, but no, Cody and Enzo want Memphis out of there. They do not want him to stay because they know that he is slightly better at comps than uh, Christmas is. And he's also the one that came up with the committee in the first place. So the strategic value in his game is is present as well. So it's better to get rid of him. And keep Christmas around because Christmas has rubbed a lot of people along the, uh, the wrong way and probably will not get any votes in the end. So we're looking at Christmas and Memphis nominations. The power of veto happens. And who wins the power of veto? Nicole. So
1: oh,
2: <laughs> it's a, exactly. Why? It's, a, it's a clean sweep, a clean sweep of the week. She is not going to use the veto. We'll see that today during because the veto ceremony is always on Mondays. We'll see that on the feeds today. She probably will not use the veto. And she's also on board with getting rid of Memphis. It's kind of like a toss-up for her which one to get rid of. There's some apprehension with Christmas because Christmas did try to get her out with Tyler last week. But I think for the most part, Memphis is the target. And yeah, it was it was a really uh fast and fast and fast week because yeah, we're just down to the committee now. And Enzo and Memphis is the target. Nicole wins both the HOH and the veto, and it's looking like he's going to be up on here.
0: Mm. Now I got a couple of questions because you know I do. Okay, congrats mm-hmm. to you know Coco Caliente. Okay, I told y'all from the get go, y'all need to watch out for her. Yes. My question is: Is it actually smart? Because you know you my BB uh, almanac, so you know I need for you to answer this for <laughs> me. Is it actually smart? For Coco Caliente to put up Christmas in Memphis, Memphis. should she? Sh- I mean, now again, you know I ain't make it that for on Survivor, so this is why I got to ask these type of questions. Is because every week I keep hearing you saying Cody, like Cody's mm-hmm. the man to beat. Cody's mm-hmm. the man to beat. Would it be smarter for okay, y'all? You know the conspiracy theory. Then made it this far. Y'all all here together. Mm -hmm. Now, like, bitch, let's get out your biggest competition, sis. Like, is that actually smart for her? Or is it actually smart for her to stick to the plan and get rid of Memphis or Halloween? You let me know. Because the way I'm hearing it and the way I, you know, casually watch it, I'm like, okay, now is the time that you get out your closest ally.
2: Yeah. So I know that there's apprehension with doing that because... The both of them have a relationship at this point. Uh, Listen,
0: spice the game up. I'm tired, okay? I
2: I hear you so much. Like, it is so annoying. I need for someone to be the slightest bit self-interested this season. I need for someone to bring that cutthroat energy. This is All-Stars. And not only is it All-Stars, but it is an All-Star season that we thought we were never going to get. The last All Star season we got was in Se- 2006. Sounds like a season
0: y'all already got. <laughs> okay.
2: 2006. And we were thinking that this is going to breathe some new life into the game. But no, bitches are so <laughs> scary. It's so annoying. I don't understand it. I
0: just. I'm confused. Like, I'm just like, I don't understand. And even, again, and tell me a Big Brother is like this, like in Survivor, we have legends. So even if you go out rather early, but bitch, if you went out with a blaze of fire, we're gonna like, we're gonna praise you for the rest of your days on this herb. Like, yes. I'm just, I don't know. So- People, I mean, it's, they're just stupid. Like, I mean, this wouldn't even, the,
2: now Memphis is on the block. Memphis is probably gonna be going home and he doesn't even realize it yet. And he could have like, probably maybe stayed a little longer. If he had not been so stalwart on getting David out of the house, because that's the only reason that Enzo didn't vote with Christmas and Tyler. So now you kept Nicole in the house over David, and now Nicole was H-O-H, and she put you on the block. So it's just like, I need for you guys to be more cutthroat. I need for you guys to understand that this is not, this is not, I guess, be like... Cody's gonna I, be okay. Like, we ain't friends.
0: we ain't here to play money. Like, I'm like, I want y'all to be walking, not talking to each other. But yes. then it's like, hey, you know hey, what? Don't you have I need... a wedding, Nicole? Yes. You're about to get married after this. Don't you want the money to get married?
2: Like, you're yeah, sure $50,000 in second place is nice. That's great. That's no chump change. But don't you want the full 500 I just don't understand. I don't understand. Listen. Get rid of Cody. Get rid of And she knows this. She knows this. She knows that because she was on the fees. She was talking to the camera the other night and she was saying, you know, it's kind of messed up that, like, I have been in this house. I now have the record for the most days in the Big Brother house. I've already won, and I made it to the final five. And a lot of people are probably not going to, you know, think that they're not going to think highly of my game because they're going to they're going to say that I haven't well, really turn done anything. It but, up. Exactly. Then turn it up, girl. Turn it up. I got, like, no, look. I understand Nicole's predicament. I understand that she is a winner, so she has to enter the game. You know, but girl, you've been entered the game, the middle of the yes, game, the half yes. of the game. This is the final quarter, sis. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: audible. Like, oh, first of all, why am I yelling I at you like this? Okay, hold on. Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. Sorry. I just caught myself. I was like, why am I screaming?
2: <laughs> but that's what that's but that's the frustration, though. It really is because, like, I I understand that you feel like you have to be low key because you don't want anyone. You already have a big target on your back because you're a winner. But like you said, this is the finals now. Like, do you honestly believe that you were going to win over Cody? Do you honestly believe that?
0: Because, and sure, I, sure. You know, I love me some Coco Caliente despite everything. But here's the thing. Okay. But this, here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> Why come back? Like, I, I, Again, I understand. And this, whew, whew, all right, go with me where I'm about to go. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just extremely biased. But this is my issue with Survivor, with Big Brother, right? Mm -hmm. They, and I say they, production, the fans, make these players, they put them on this pedestal. Okay? Oh, we love Nicole! She's amazing! We love Tyler! Oh my God! You know, social media buys into it, production buys into it, and... You know, we've seen this time and time again on Survivor. However, we get down to right now, and it's like, well, damn, bitch, we could have been better off going back with somebody from season seven who was the third person out that would have came up in here with no alliances, they back up against the wall, they in fight mode every f***ing day, mm-hmm. and we could have got some good TV, okay? Mm-hmm. We, like, you know, I hate to go back to my girl Devon, but you know, she's over here trying to Fight her back as a black woman, try to get like you know, but she's just damned as she do. Here we go. We got this girl Nicole who is just comfortable the whole time. And it's just like with standard quo. And it's just sweet. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know, Miss Mamas. I came to yep. see some messy TV. I came to see some backstabbing. I came to see some people lying in their face. I came to some people to see hiding <laughs> under the couch, <laughs> listening for some tea, going back into the bathroom. I came to see some Tamar Braxton. I like I didn't come to see yeah. somebody that was just so comfortable uh, the whole game. You're not willing to like what like girl, what are we watching? It's so it's so... <laughs> Alright, that's it. I'm sorry. It's so I,
2: because Oh, I hear you so much. I hear you so much. And then I, I agree. It's Because at some point, like yes, people want to come back and they want to do better than they did the last time. And in the case if you're a winner, you want to you want you want to be the first person to win the game twice because that hasn't happened yet. We Big Brother does not have any Sandra Diaz Twines or any Tonys. Okay, we don't have that yet. So of course somebody wants to be able to claim that title, and that would have been Ian or Nicole. I get it, I get it. But at some point, there has to be this fire within you that you know what you got to play like Sandra to (laughs) the wall and I'm going to get rid of the person that I know will probably have the highest chance of beating me. Because sure, if Nicole makes it to the final two and she's sitting there, sure, there's a a heavy incentive to vote for her. All she has to say is like, look, I won before. I won. And I'm sitting here. You guys let me get to the end. I'm sitting here because I won and you guys didn't take me out. You You need to vote for me again. Sure. But this time, sis, I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that that's the case. I do not think that you will beat Cody. Cody has won now six competitions in this season. He is on the cusp of breaking the record for winning the most competitions in a single season. And if you don't want to if you don't want to rely strictly on comps, then go to the social. Cody's social game has been on point this entire season. There is no one with the exception of Kevin that does not like him, that has had an issue with him.
1: People, people have wanted him out.
2: People have not, like, people have been upset with the fact that he has not been on the block yet, but no one, no one has a real issue with Cody. And he's not been on the block once. In 60 okay. something days, he has not touched the block. Nicole, you have been on the block twice now. like okay. in one night because of the triple eviction. If so you honestly feel like your track record is better than Cody's, even with you winning the game before. I just I, I, wh- where is where is where is that energy I need that energy for you to get rid of him but she won't because she's played with him before she has an established connection with him and then two seasons later she played with his brother so there's like a okay. whole, there's a thing there there's a thing there
0: that she doesn't well, that's want that's the to problem violate. okay and what it, now might you about to say her name wrong <laughs> please fix this for me uh what's the lady from Fix My Life before I even just say her name Ayanla uh yes what he just said she be saying call a thing a thing now here is because you didn't took me on a whole emotional toll okay I just Mm -hmm. now I got a second hypothetical question for you in Mm -hmm. that same way that I was just screaming I don't know why but you know the way I was just screaming at you for that reasoning should a casual fan like myself be actually rooting for a Christmas (laughs) (laughs) I mean when I, I mean, okay, so we take an emotion out of it, and I'm t- and I'm gonna just take all of the other stuff out of it, and I'm just gonna think about how she has played her game, whether it be controversy or not. Like, I mean, she's been really putting herself first this whole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so when I stop and think about somebody like that, or think about somebody like Memphis, I am like, hmm. They did try to spice it up a little bit. They did try to do their own thing instead of just saying like, you know, this is the pecking order. This is how we're going to go. What do What do you say to that? What What does the almanac say to that? Like, tell me what you think. What's your thought process, or even Enzo or Einzo so- or <laughs> Ianzo?
2: <laughs> so I think that. Like if you want to root for Christmas to uh, win H O H or something like that to to shake up the plan that Cody or an already, I ain't already say had.
0: that. I just said like, should we be respecting her game? Like more than the, we are, right? Given and again, put this in like if you have binoculars on, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I only want you to look at these two things in the little two mm-hmm. eye holes of the binoculars. Like mm-hmm. how Coco Caliente is not playing at all.
2: Mm-hmm. but yet
0: playing, but pl- like, you know what I'm saying? As yep. opposed to somebody like Halloween. Who's, yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of been like, okay, well shit, I'm like, that recognizes that the conspiracy theory could not stay together, would not stay together, so let me mm-hmm. bark out and make Some moves, yes, but they, you know, you could have made other moves, but but anyway, okay, but but okay, I'm taking that out. I'm 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 taking that out. I'm just talking strictly, strictly game, game. strictly game. Yeah, okay, so yeah, what does the almanac say to that? I am not the biggest fan of
2: Christmas. I'm not, (laughs) but 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 strictly game. Right, I do I do believe that Christmas has more of a killer instinct than some of the other like well then Nicole in this case yes Nicole will not Nicole is a type of player where she will she might she might have a target and she'll influence maybe others to get rid of that target and then she'll wait she'll wait to see if her target does anything against her and then she'll be like oh well knew it gotta go then she, then she'll leap on it but you have to do something to her for that to happen whereas Christmas, she knew Nicole should have been gone. She w- should have went home over David. She knew that shit. She was like, she won. Get her out of here. Like, we need to get rid of her because she's already won the game. Christmas, Tyler, they both knew that. They didn't get the last vote with Enzo, but they both knew that and they voted her ass out. So, yes, I do think that there is definitely a level of respect and, and regard that I should have for Christmas's game. I do think that she is very team oriented, which is a fatal flaw of hers as well. I think that she is, ve- like, once she finds an alliance, she is like, that's it to the end. We're gonna vote for it. We gotta we gotta vote with team. Well, our I mean, bitches seem like there. it work.
0: I mean shit. Christmas should have told it me that the Kaggy
2: Okay. It does. <laughs> it does. In a season like this, it definitely it definitely does. Because I mean, the the committee, they are all in the jury, okay? They all have made jury. So Tuck. if you if you get to the final two and you've been a part of the committee, then you would expect that that is uh, like a, a block of votes that you're going to be able to pull from because you've worked with them the entire game. So, uh, yes, you're right. The the, the team strategy does work where it becomes a detriment for Christmas is that it becomes it becomes a a bit of a blinder for her because she can't see the, the 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 end game here. It's like, you know that you are going to be. Do you know where you fall on that list in the hierarchy of the committee? Are you sure that you're at the top of that? Sure. She had the killer instinct to get rid of Nicole, but that was at the final Seven, you know what I mean? Like that was that was a little bit too right. little, too late. So, I, I do believe that there is definitely some some respect that we need to throw on Christmas's game. I I can say that, but is it a winning strategy? And at the very end, no, it's not. I mean, but is Nicole's a winning strategy? No, it's not. It's not either. It's not either. Like she, but she she might be able to skate by because of the fact that she's won. She can keep talking about the fact that she's won, and. that's what you need to vote for her so I don't know if they'll fall for it I don't think that they will I mean mean, for me as an outside
0: listener that child that don't make that makes me not want to vote for you like I I, that ain't no Sandra Diaz for me that's like that's actually no we got to see the jury house as well and
2: uh, so we got to see what's the
0: vibe over there
2: so we got to see Ian. Ian is Ian talked about how he is, you know, he's fine with the fact that he was out. He knew that he was not playing the best game and that it is what it is. Then we got to see Nicole, um, Devon come up in the yes. house and Ian was like, uh, not that surprised to see her, but, you know, Devon filled him in on all the stuff that had happened and how Nicole lied to her and her and Danny were the reason that she was out of the house and... We thought that Ian might have been upset with the fact that Nicole went along with this lie saying that she um, was voting to keep Ian when really she wasn't. But Ian was Ian was okay with it. He was like, you know what? Like, I get it. I'm kind of surprised because I thought that the two of us as winners were going to be, you know, more... We we're going to stick together more. But, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to fault anybody for, a bad, for, for good gameplay. So Ian is okay with Nicole at this point. Um, Devon is... She's struggling because she told... She said, Nicole... If you did not vote Ian out, just tell me. Person to person, just tell me, because I do not like I said last week, she did not want to be on the feeds talking trash about David, this other black gentleman, if if she didn't have to. And Nicole didn't let her know that. So now she's struggling with Nicole. So that's an anti-Nicole vote there. Then Kevin comes in. Obviously Devon is upset because she wanted Kevin to make it further, but the writing was kind of on the wall, so it wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, Ian at this point is thinking that Danny is running this whole game. No. (laughs) (laughs) Then David comes up in and Davon is really sad because she now knows that David was on her side the entire time. she, She wanted him to make it further, but now he is out. So it's just, it's just crazy. And now Ian is even more convinced that Danny is running the game. And then the last Evictee from the triple eviction walks in. Danny walks in, in is surprise. Davon uh, is super shocked because she had she thought that she had Danny and Nicole in her in her in her corner. She finds out that Dan, that Nicole lied to her, so now she's like all oh, full team Danny. Danny walks in. She's like, oh my god! Like she screams, uh, literally screams. They cannot believe that Danny is out. And Danny is now coming to her sense. He's been like, I cannot believe that I trusted all these people. Like oh, I thought that, that I, was, was, I was, 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 was closer to Cody oh. than Nicole was, but apparently that's not the case. It was like a unanimous vote or not, not a unanimous vote, but it was like all, all the people that I thought were going to vote for me, voted me out. I should've got rid of Tyler when I had the chance because it's just, it's yeah. Like, so they're shocked that Danny's there. Danny is shocked that she's there because she thought that she had all the, all the alliances to take her through over Nicole, but it just doesn't happen that way. So now Dan and Danny is also questioning whether or not Nicole has played a winning game. So as of right now, there are at least two people in the jury that are kind of anti Nicole, Danny and Devon are like, eh, I don't know if Nicole deserves this win here. So to me, like, once again, it comes back to the, to, to, to for me, like, Nicole, you have to know that you are fighting an uphill battle with this jury. You have to know. That. Right. So why wouldn't you try and take the least—the path of least resistance in terms of getting those votes? But right now, right. she's not thinking that way. She just wants to get—and you know what? Memphis is a good person to get rid of, so I will give her credit. Putting Memphis on the block with Memphis being the intended target, that's a good person to get rid of. But really, you need to be thinking about Cody as well. You do.
0: Right. But I, I just—don't you think it would have been more exciting for the fans if Nicole and Memphis got together and was like, listen— Whatever, whatever, we got to get Cody out. Yeah, definitely. And if they would have, and if he would have went for it and then she put him up, like, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, yeah, you might, they might throw your ass up on a block, Nicole, but guess what? When these challenges give us a reason that we can't refuse you as a winner, sis, like, not just riding on your privilege that you can influence people the whole season. Must be nice. Some of us can't even influence anyone because, not because we're not great players. (laughs) (laughs) Sick that casualty, Nicole. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. But, all All right. Okay. My blood pressure is going up a lot. So can I get you to, is it too early in the game? But can I, before you run, can I get you to make an an official purple pants casualty prediction? Um, I'll let you, I really would like to keep it at one, but being as though there's still, you know, a couple of, I'll let you give two predictions. Who do you think will be the winner of this conspiracy theory season?
2: I think that Cody is probably going to get the win here. Um, Okay.
0: All right. All right. Okay. I'll take it back. Take it back. Take my question back. Okay. (laughs) So, all right. So, this... Okay. I had to rephrase it. So, put those binoculars back on, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Are they on? They're on. So, you can only see two things. So, clear Nicole and clear Halloween out. So, I want you to make your purple pants casualty prediction. So, I want the winner that you think will win... And I also want a winner that if they started playing, and playing, you know, give me a way that they could win. So that's that's the lens I want you to put. So Cody can stay up. OK, so you think Cody now give me I don't even want to say an underdog because oh, they're all in the conspiracy theory. So that doesn't make sense. But give me a give me someone that could shake things up. If they mm-hmm. shook things up, they could win. And I don't want Nicole. OK, yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, I mean, I think that there's always a case for everyone. I think if Christmas, so Christmas, given, the, given she survives this week, which I think she's going to, if Christmas stays and wins HOH, you put up Nicole and Cody, right? Oh. You hope one of them doesn't win the veto. Because when it comes down to the final four, the thing about Big Brother is at the final four, the only thing that really matters is the veto. You can win safety with the HOH, but the person that's off the block is the person that decides someone to go home. Because the HOH cannot vote. You have two people on the block. There's only one person that's not a, that that can vote. So if you win veto, you will be the sole person to vote for someone to go home that week. So if Christmas is at least able to win HOH, she so can put up Nicole and Cody. One of them will come down. If one of them doesn't go down, you vote out Cody. Get rid of Cody right then and there. Get rid of him. Get rid of him, then you have like, you have a, a you have something to for you, for yourself to say like I got rid of one of the biggest competition threats in this game, um, and then of course she has to win the final HOH. If she wins the final HOH, get rid of Nicole. Then you're sitting there with Enzo. I think that's her best shot at winning. That's her best shot. I don't think that Christmas would win over Enzo, but I think that's her best shot to win. I think that people don't really like her that much in the jury. So I think it's a really, really steep incline for her to, to get there. But that's her best shot. Get rid of Cody. Win the last HOH. Get rid of Nicole. Yeah. Forenzo, same thing. You need to get rid of Cody. Get rid of Cody. Get rid of Nicole. You will definitely win if you are sitting next to Christmas. Yeah. Most definitely you will win. Especially if you take that shot and get rid of Nicole and Cody. Get rid of them. You will win. Cody, all he has to do is win the next HOH <laughs> and then win the final HOH. That's it. Win Which the isn't hard win. at all. Yes, if he, but he needs he needs to get rid of Nicole, though. Like, get rid mm. of. Get rid and of, I of, think he'll do it. Yes, he, he should do it. He should do it. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have. He is the one person that doesn't have to worry about Christmas. You can get rid of Nicole. You can get rid of Enzo. You'll win. You didn't even. Have, and it, it's kind of a toss-up. If you want to get rid of Enzo or Christmas, doesn't matter which one. You'll probably win if you are sitting in the final two. You will win, Nicole. You need to get rid of Cody. You need to do it. You need to do it. You will beat Christmas. You will beat her. You you may or may not beat Enzo. You probably would beat Enzo, but it's less. It's it's less than a risk if you just take Christmas. So get rid of Cody. Get rid of Enzo. You will win. So there there's definitely some room there's some wiggle room here for the people that are going to be left in the final four to make some moves there is um i just don't know if they're willing to do it Uh at this point i think it's too late because now it comes down to all these comps at the end and cody can beast them out you know what i mean even if he doesn't win hoh next week as long as he wins the veto he's safe like you're giving him all these chances to save himself and now it's is to me, it's looking like a slow march to the end. I just don't see any reason why he can't win if he doesn't. If he if he loses the comps, that's the only way. That's the only way that he'll lose.
0: Mm. So, and at this point, well, we got two more weeks left until the Big Brother wins his yep. crowns. Oh.
2: The the uh, the finale is on the twenty eighth. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, I guess we got two more weeks of casual tea. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. All right. I promise not to yell as much as I, I can't even talk. I promise <laughs> not to yell as much next week. My fingers are crossed because I'm listening. I'm, I'm hoping for some more lights, camera action. Got me screaming. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much because hold on. Wait. <clears throat> okay. Cause it's a mod and be with the casual. Let me see if I can hit that note. <clears throat> <laughs> see? <laughs> Bitch, don't laugh That ain't funny. Okay, that was a good <laughs> note. Okay, Her, Mariah Carey, better, <laughs> ah, better yes. call me. All right, I heard it. I heard next it. week. Keeping the make you rolling. I've been waiting all week for this conversation well actually I've been waiting two weeks for this conversation I actually had to heat yes up, uh, some tea and put some honey and sugar in it cause it's Real Housewives of Potomac with my boo Ja
3: Tea and okay. it is juicy because the last two episodes have been really good we left off on the fight on the druggery And so now we're picking up on the aftermath of the druggery.
0: Yes, because it was some druggery. It was some I'ma kill you E2 uh, going on with Miss Monique and all of the girls. But the last week's episode, we really got to see Monique calling Karen and being like, girl, I really want to get the girls together to talk about like, you know, to to what, you know, it seemed like a a pond, they was getting ready to have a ponderosa where (gasps) she would admit her wrongs.
3: And... Yeah, she wanted to get some understanding. She wanted Karen to help her get the girls together. Of course, this Candace to talk about, you know, her side of things and to kind of give her point of view and to try to kind of have them understand her point of view in the situation.
0: So, I mean, I get that, Miss Samuels, but I feel like you got to come with an actual, an agenda to be sympathetic. However... We'll pause Miss Monique for a second. Giselle really took me out bringing that bodyguard. Oh, girl.
3: oh, <laughs> oh come on! I was so I guess I don't know. Maybe after, maybe she had something to say that she thought was going to be inflammatory, but she was just being dramatic. Let's be honest. I mean, like she knows how to bring the drama, and of course, no, for sure, and of course, her bringing big, big, big black dude, <laughs> you know, uh, the buffinator coming up in here to guard everybody definitely brought the drama. So, for I sure. mean, that was that was her point. That was why she did it. And she I felt like was being over the top and dramatic. I felt like, you know, she didn't want to give Monique any grace, even though Monique did not help herself in that situation. I think Giselle was there for the drama and she was like, you know, I don't I don't condone. I don't raise my girls to be around people like that. I was like, but you raise them to be around adultery, you know, to tat. like
0: Well, no, I mean, so this is where we going to disagree at because now listen, I was all with you. I'm for you that yes, Giselle brought the dramatics and you bringing all of this to this, to this Ponderosa. But I feel like what she was saying, I ain't mad. If I'm raising kids, I'm not going to be raising my children to be putting their hands on someone else. So that's just a fact. So okay, I, was agreeing, I can I,
3: understand I, that. But my point is like, you can give this dude who done did you personally dog so you out. Father. To what? So he I done mean- dogged her out and you can't extend this woman some grace. That's, that's my point so but here's the thing
0: I feel like I'm at the end of the debate honey here's the, here here's the deal
3: counterpoint let me make a counterpoint to your point go ahead counterpoint go ahead hit it oh okay
0: your time your exactly time. but no. he
3: keeps interrupting I want all of my two minutes please <laughs> yes, okay. excuse me I'm speaking I'm speaking let me be the fly okay <laughs> let me be
0: the fly no <laughs> I'm about to crank up because I'm about to say it again. Here's the deal, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that is cranking me up. No, but seriously, here's the deal. <laughs> I, I felt like with Giselle, she just wanted... I, Mm. I got lost in my hair. Today.
3: Correct. Because there is no <laughs> point. There's no deal. Here's the deal. There is no, no deal.
0: I got it back. I got it back. Sorry. I agree. Giselle was a bit much. Yes. Her points were valid. And Monique seemed to only flame Giselle's mm. points. Monique did not come in there remorseful. And no, like you can't still be coming up here. Like I'm, I beat that with a bat. I beat
3: that with a bat. Okay. Now I... I agree and with this That like, she did not She did not come in And she didn't do herself No favors Right She did not come in Remorseful The first thing she would She should have said Was I am sorry I am sorry that I put Everybody in this situation That's not who I am You know so I think that I don't know If she still wasn't over it Or she was still in her feelings
0: Then she shouldn't have Had the meeting Correct should have Taken agree. the time To like process Your feelings Monique Before because You're only doing More damage And I'd like to say My girl Robin Was on damage control Because she was calling me Monique out for everything like well girl you say that you're sorry but you on Twitter saying (laughs) you ask and (laughs) you on Twitter saying here's the deal you ask and you shall (laughs)
3: receive counterpoint so I have to say that like at first I wasn't really feeling the the trio of Dr. Wendy Giselle and Robin however out of those three I feel like Robin and on the other side of things um, Ashley kind of handled them the best like I felt like Robin was you a a little bit against, but she just called her out, brought the facts and you can't All argue right. with that. And then Ashley on the other side, you know, she was more forgiven but i don't think she you know said was let only monique accountability
0: got a hook. enough
3: yeah i agree so a little bit so those are the two who i felt like were closest to the actual response because monique definitely was not remorseful um and she said she had no regrets right she, and said, at the she very also least, said she had she also said she had no recollection and we all know how yeah bravo she blacked is. out but then she okay. yeah so here's the, brought thing. the
0: bravo brought the tapes
3: okay correct rewind <laughs> here's and the then deal. Was, she was like well, I call her with one hand, and then I beat and her in the a, fucking and head
0: with the next one. Yes, here's the deal. You knew what you were doing, sis. Look,
3: honey, she she recapped the whole way. Ah! She served her a two piece and a biscuit. She was like, I hit the two piece, and then okay. I came with the biscuit. Okay, everything. But that's.
0: I ain't even mad at that, okay? Because right? I, 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 could slightly understand where she's coming from. The adrenaline is running, so you got to recap the story. But girl, you can't say you was blacked out. And baby, we got you on tape, giving play by play.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, at the very least, she should have been remorseful, like, that she modeled that behavior for her own children. Yeah. At the very least, that's that. I mean, and, and the fact that she couldn't even say that, like, she wasn't ready to talk about it and she shouldn't have talked about it. Because you shouldn't, I mean, even if you serve somebody a two-piece and Coleslaw and all that, you should still not feel good about serving somebody two-piece and coleslaws.
0: Right. And so, I liked when... although it was Giselle speaking because, you know, Giselle was taking notes. Uh, (laughs) Monique got very catty back with her and Robin was quick to call it out. Like, listen, Karen, if you the moderator, okay, here's the deal. Right. They got to be respectful on both times. But it was at least an attempt. However, I can also say that I, although I love to not like, to love, to can relate to, to kind of understand it's my girl, Candace. I, you know, I, I guess you could say I'm team Candace. I like her. Um, mm-hmm. But I could sympathize with her the most in that episode with her going to her therapist, talking things out, explaining, you know, the therapist holding her accountable and her really kind of recalling the night and being like, I didn't warrant any physical harm and no one should warrant physical harm when you get into an argument with someone. So I don't know. I appreciated Candace's approach. So I thought?
3: will say that I felt bad for Candace because nobody <laughs> deserves to be served a two-piece or a biscuit, no matter how thirsty and hungry you look, Um, because I draw the line. But um I also think, like, Candace, you keep pushing her. You know she's under a lot of stress. You have been doing great just not engaging with her, and then you engage with her. Not that it's her fault. It is definitely not her fault, and I feel bad for Candace. I also do think, though, that Candace tries to push people buttons until they hit her you know not that you ever deserve to be hit but don't engage and she needs to continue to work on that um because i think she wants to get people worked up and she does it on purpose and you shouldn't do that because you don't you never know how people are going to respond yes nobody should ever hit anybody but clearly you didn't get clocked by a couple people including your mama (laughs) So maybe you should work on not engaging. I also want to give a special award to um, Candace's Sew In. Let's talk about that. Okay, because I'm sure that there was a death grip. There was some twist in and that thing stayed on. I mean, nearly a fun- track. It was okay. Fu- fuzzy, it was, it was fuzzy. It, because but it, it was, was on, on her head. scalp.
0: Okay. yes.
3: Right. There was no wefts. I don't know what kind of well, hair she is- uses. I don't know if it's Indique. I heard Indique was really good, but shout out special award to the hair.
0: And mind you, you know, Monique was pulling at it. They,
3: Let go, Monique. Let go. Correct. So she definitely was pulling at it.
0: Um, so, I mean, that was really the meat and potatoes of last week's episode. So, we got this week's episode that came about, and Karen takes us home to somewhere in Virginia. I, Surrey. 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 And of all people, Karen brings. Uh, Ashley and Giselle, which I just find interesting because even if Monique is going through something, Monique and Ashley are in a really good place. Why are you not bringing your girl Monique? Why are you bringing Giselle? You're on again, off again, BFF, that y'all stay on Twitter taking shots. The grand dom stay coming for Giselle. Y'all stay taking shots at each other in confessionals. So their relationship to me is just always so complicated. But I also like to think on a higher level of them being grown African-American women that they like, they do respect and can appreciate it. But I just had to say, here's the deal. Giselle <laughs> made a very good point when she was like, she bringing us at Ashley home, but Ray's not invited? Like, I I was with that. What was your thoughts on Karen's retreat back to Siri with Giselle and Ash?
3: Well, first of all, I think Giselle came because she wants a storyline other than her and Jamal Bryant. And so I think she jumps into other people's storylines so she doesn't have to carry her Well, you gotta be invited to Surrey to go to Surrey. I think everybody was invited to Surrey because clearly <laughs> um, Monique was like, "I'm sorry I couldn't be there." You don't say, "I'm sorry I couldn't be there" unless she was invited. So I'll just say that. Um, I don't think Robin wants to go. So I think that Giselle does strategically place herself in um, other people's storylines so that she, you know, can get her airtime and get in, and be in every single episode. So I'll say that. Actually, I, mean, I
0: think the baddest thing, walking and the annoyed thing, talking. You should be on every episode. But all right, I'm here's the deal. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs>
3: (laughs) Yes counterpoint so <laughs> counterpoint um Ray Tide okay Ray was trying to be uh, Ray ain't with this okay Ray is the Black Bill Gates and the Black Bill Gates ain't got to put up with this stuff so he politely rolled her ass onto the car was like mmm, care <laughs> kiss and <laughs> closed that door
0: anything else I could do get your guy. first of all why is Ray getting the luggage <laughs> he don't look like he should be carrying I don't the think the l- the I don't
3: think Ray actually got the luggage I think Ray was just like I'm gonna put a hand on it and adjust it to look like I, I actually put the luggage in the car um yeah. so as Ray be looking whoo Ray look weary R- Ray look like he weird re- he didn't want to go to Surrey he was happy somebody else went to Surrey and I just think Ray ain't with it Ray just want to relax and live his life he already got drug through the mud about taxes well circle back oh. to taxes oh. on oh. that because um he ain't trying to put his business out there he don't want to talk about how his woman bailed him out on taxes Uh-oh. so he just want to be left the hell alone and I think we'll get more into that on the next episode we'll see that for sure so, Surrey was fun. Surrey was fun. We got to see them in the combine, you know, tilling up the corn and, and getting their hands in the in the earth, you know, real down to earth, that bootleg ass parade where somebody oh, got God. hit in the head with some Whoppers. Yeah, they know.
0: were throwing candy. I was like, oh my God, the only time I've ever really seen that is New Orleans with beads and with Santa Claus in the wintertime, he'll like throw candy canes at the kids. But I, they were like really hawking that candy out.
3: Um, every parade um, I've gone to in Florida, where I grew up, they was throwing candy. You better be throwing candy, okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody. I don't care about you, public official. I don't last. Like, so is it rude? Okay, so okay, this
0: is okay. I'm glad that you said that because I felt slightly awkward when Giselle and Ashley were standing there and they were like just throwing the candy at them and it would like hit them and roll to the ground. <laughs> is that like how it should go? Or, or I mean, like, participate. You should catch in it. Po- right you should be a little more active and being like hey let me get some candy
3: yeah 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 usually i don't know maybe somebody was just wasn't feeling them and wanted to be in head with some candy but usually <laughs> you you throw the candy at the children and not the adults so
0: okay know, yeah Cause that one looked like it was straight for Giselle's forehead, but uh, <laughs> well, it had a big landing
3: area, so you know,
0: don't do that
3: I mean, um, so that was Karen.
0: Okay, here. No, no,
3: I don't have no counterpoint. I was just mess with you guys.
0: Here's the, here's the deal. Here. Okay. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen.
3: <laughs> So I do want to circle back a little bit.
0: But I do also, here's the deal. I wanted to, I was about to say something. One thing that I like about Giselle and Karen's relationship is, is that when Karen seems to fall short in her dealing with the loss of her parents. And I always feel like Giselle and her can relate on a, a different type of level that sometimes doesn't always make its way to the friendship, the goo gaga, but just seeing, you know, Giselle saying, like, this takes courage for you to come back to the place that they just buried your father less than a year ago. Like, I felt that on on a different type of level. So, and we've even seen with Karen on the reunion when... Her parents, she basically just buried her father and she had to take a moment. And Giselle was the only one that got up and went back and just Karen really had a moment. So I don't know. It's something about that dynamic of a person and a friend in your life that can just be there for you, even though y'all go through some BS. I don't know. I can appreciate it about them but I
3: think they've just been friends for like genuine friends and have known each other Um, and I do think they take digs at each other but also I think that both of them have been through it like it seems like they've done this before and you know have been catty with each other before but genuinely like wish the best for each other so I can't say that about all the other women like uh, I don't so but but I do think that they generally have a relationship and wish the best for each other so that's cool
0: so which leads us to our girl my girl here's somebody that we both agree that we like is Robin Dixon
3: yeah yes yes
0: why? why she just get a short yes you don't like Robin like Robin's just okay to you yes (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> girl, so it's nobody that we like
0: then that there's no we one both like Karen that, I mean uh, I mean see I
3: Karen is a long yes for me and Robin is like a because this is the thing I think Robin keeps it real but like I just think she's too much in like Giselle's shadow that's so, not
0: the truth I, I hate when people say that
3: okay I don't know why you are gonna have to hate so back to Robin Robin and <laughs> here's her here's the deal here's the deal <laughs> so Robin we see and we, we learn from little clippings that Robin actually owes 90 thousand dollars in taxes to the IRS So I also thought it was very convenient that um, they flash back in true Bravo messiness they flash back to when Robin was like, how do you know you don't owe money to the IRS? Mm, when they talk about uh, Ray, this is why Ray don't want to be on camera with y'all have us right now. So, here's the
0: deal. Listen,
3: here's the deal. Here's the deal.
0: Here's the deal. Robin is a very, 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 very smart tax woman, and if she don't have to pay no. it, why should she
3: have to pay it? No, no, why, no. Why should she not have to? She's not pay clearly it? not a very smart tax <laughs> woman. So, I just thought that was chickens coming home to roost, you know. Um, but you know, she swept that all under the rug by introducing Tatiana, who is fresh off the plane from Lot. Which is a country in Eastern Europe, right? It's a former Soviet republic. Um, And here comes Tatiana to make everything all right, especially uh, Mr. Juan Dixon's friend, Dylan. So they meet up um, to have a little sexy banter at the bar. They, um, so, you know, they're ordering their dirty martinis and scrimps. Um, but then, you know, they can't ignore the issue with the 90K. They kind of, you know, she brings it up. She regrets bringing it up. But that's, that's a mess. That's that's all I got to say about it.
0: It's, I mean, uh, I hear, here's the deal. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm black. Well, even, I don't know. It's hard, I guess, with Robin. Because Robin does, it seems to come from a very stable family. But people make mistakes. We grow in, they learn in, and you know, she's acknowledging they're putting it on. This show, if anyone watches Married to Medicine, this is something that Toya and her husband Eugene have gone through. Time and time again, we see, you know, African-Americans necessarily that come into new money that don't know how to handle it. So sometimes they run into these problems. Uh, I just I'm great that she is addressing it. Unlike Karen Huger, who didn't really want to address it. She's just saying it's my man problem. I can't talk about it. Here's, you know, Robin actually saying there was some things I was doing it myself. I now know I got somebody that's handling it and I'm taking care of it. And I'm writing my wrongs. Now, back to the thing. Uh about when her Robin I uh, know her and Juan were, you know, out
3: It's actually uh, counterpoint Tatiana and Dylan. Tatiana and Dylan. Does that does that excite you? Would you would you ever like go out and play uh role Absolutely. Play? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? Be somebody else. Different wig, different day. Yeah. You know. Oh
0: my god! And I could, and you would come to the bar
3: late too, and be like, "Is this seat taken?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. But first, I would flirt with somebody else. Oh! And then, and then I would say, "Excuse me," and then go to my husband because just to let him know.
0: Oh, okay. So, (laughs) what would your name be? Because I feel like I just have to address her.
3: Um, I don't know. It would probably be something French, like um, Yvette. Maybe Yvette. Mm. Yvette. Mm, vet, mm, okay. something. I don't know. We gotta work on that. I don't really All right. I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I Counterpoint
0: here's the deal. Tatiana <laughs> knew her name. <laughs> But the last thing that I want to just touch on real quick with another juicy part of this week's episode was my girl Candace. Candace yes. come through. She invited Robin over. And this is why I kind of like Robin. Robin gives me very charade, Whitfield, bone collector vibes to Potomac for me. Uh, and Robin's always kind of spilling the tea. I can find myself in that predicament a lot sometimes where it's like you are friends with a lot of people and, or it's just where the lies just can get blurry, but you, you really do want the best everybody and I really do feel like Robin really wants the best for our friends and I think that Candace is somebody that she agrees with Um, and she basically tells Candace to see that Monique out here at this party uh saying she's sorry but don't have no remorse and a very true to Candace fashion she like starts to cry but gets the tip up now that's the one thing I do hate annoy me about Candace is like when she cries you get the tissue and you fold it and then to a oh, triangle gosh, and yeah. you pierce the deal you put it and you you get you- you get the droplet before it even like girl you know
3: when she wasn't crying when she was waving a knife in Ashley's face <laughs> she didn't have that wasn't tissue that was folded she was you know so I'm just gonna point that out but okay
0: yeah, okay she don't play by her mom but Mm-mm. she is her or her mother are this episode and we know her on again off again mother Uh, you know they haven't <laughs> been on such great terms you know her and Chris are taking over the townhouse paying it fully even though her mother says is that so but nevertheless her mom is still her mom and this is what I can relate to about Candace and her mom is that despite what they're going through, anytime mama bear needs to come out and be mama bear, she'll be there. But I do think it is weird that, you know, her whole thing is like, well, I will, pre- it's time to get the lawyers. I will press charges. But s- sis, a-, a reunion or two ago, mm, I you was the one
3: who yes, was on the I other be- end of the charges me have being pressed. Okay.
0: Okay. You were on the block from Giselle was that you didn't took a bir- Not it wasn't a Birkin bag but you took a bag and whop to Candace's face Miss Mama's mm, so mm. for her mom just to be so anti I can't even believe this like I do think it is
3: I think she's trying to manipulate her and I think you know she's trying to tell her what to do and control her so I think but, Candace, I think Candace needs to look within herself and if she wants to press charges she should press charges me personally I'd have press charges I and mean, that would have been that, nothing nothing to it Press starts. Boom. I don't play like that. Right.
0: So I I'm not actually mad at, at Candace's stance if that's what she wants to, to take to it. But another developing in the juiceness was so good was that while we are in what part of Virginia were we? Siri? Surrey. Surrey. Here, here's the deal. While we were in <laughs> Surrey, Virginia, we learned that. Karen is in a very particular place because she is friends with Monique. She is friends with Candace that when she talked to Candace, she told Candace that, oh, sh- if, it were, if it were the grand dame, the grand dame would have pressed charges immediately.
3: I think that's just being real. Like, um, and Monique can't be mad at that. And I don't I mean, even think she need to tell Monique that neither. Just my opinion. I,
0: I mean, I, I feel like if you having women over your house, to, and this is why I get where Karen is fake. If you're having women over your house to talk to Monique and to have a dialogue with Monique and you're supposed to be a neutral party, I feel like at that conversation you could have told Monique like I I, I stand by you girl, I'm your friend but if I, I told Candace if that happened to me, I would have press charges with you. So I, I don't
3: feel like think, that I, I mean, I, I understand but I don't think it's up to, uh, up to Karen to be reporting back to Monique what she told but you know, I, hey I potato potato
0: counterpoint I, I mean here's the deal when you're in that type of friendship with those it, uh, what karen says matters is essentially what i'm trying to say okay and I, I agree I, I feel like if you saying stuff like that but at the same time talking with monique i'm gonna go on this journey with you that's a little problematic for me
3: I guess my, my point is I can see where Karen came from. I can see her trying to extend grace to Monique but also keeping it real with Candace being like had that been me. So but It's I mean, a delicate line. It's a it delicate is. line. I agree. Okay. I agree.
0: We, we can agree to agree to that. Okay. Well I, listen I'm enjoying here's the deal. I'm enjoying running down the Real house Housewives of the Potomac with you. You keep me on my toes. Okay.
3: I like that you have a different point of view even though it's wrong. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I am really looking forward to seeing the girls get together in a social situation, that seems like it's going to happen next week, um, and seeing where that goes, um, and it seems like Candace Mama got in her head because she says she's trying to put Monique in the damn jailhouse. So <laughs> yeah, and that's I, I guess
0: then I just I'm so indifferent about a lot of different subjects and it's so uh subjectable because even in that position where I'm Team Candace through the fight, but with Candace pressing charges. Okay, I, I, I'm not mad at that, but do I want to see Monique go to jail? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just...
3: All I mean, over it's playing. second degree, as all. The girl ain't going to jail. So, I mean, whatever. But I do think that Monique, and it seems like she was, you know, finally understanding yes. that she was wrong. No matter how it, where it came from, she was wrong. And I think that had Monique reached out to Candace and apologized sincerely... And really just been like, I was wrong. You should never lay hands on people instead of being like, yeah, I beat that bitch ass on on Twitter. And I think that it wouldn't have come to this point. I
0: agree. I feel like when I saw Monique with her pastor, uh, this episode, my first reaction was like, oh, here we go. Another stage intervention. But when the pastor started talking and I was looking at Monique and really reading her response, I really felt in that moment she had remorse. So, I just really I but I this is why I like Potomac because my emotions be all over the place and all over the top. Now, do I, I still don't really 100% agree with Monique, but in that moment I felt like, wow, she really gets it. And this is the Monique that probably should have went to the Ponderosa at Karen's house because the outcome could have been so different.
3: I agree. I also would like to know more about how she grew up and why she feels like she has to be so defensive all the time so maybe that's some that's something that they will explore later
0: right because what it comes off is is the classic bravo housewife that comes marries t- the rich husband has this family and this perfect lifestyle And then, you know, the walls start to
3: crumble. Like, so this is a little bit of foreshadowing. And we have Ray and Karen actually talking about how their roles have changed and how he like, you big time now. And, you know, I'm not used to that. So I'm actually interested in having them having that conversation. Because I I think this happens with a lot of the housewives that they're used to being in a support role. And then those roles change and it impacts their relationship with their husbands or significant others.
0: Right. I'm just curious to know whether or not in that conversation is Karen going to ask, right? Well, if it wasn't for my rise to fame, I would not have been able to pay for our taxes. Like, you know what uh, I mean? Like, I'm just so curious. I was about you know, to say, because
3: she got us fragrance. She got a wig line, which is selling. Look, that wig line is selling. Okay. So. I, mean,
0: but La Dom, I keep always saying to myself, I'm going to order it, but I haven't ordered it yet. I'm just going to
3: send you some damn LaDom. No, I'm, I'm going to order it. No, no, no. no. It, it's in the mail. It's in the oh, mail. Okay. Well, listen. Ladom, La exactly, and you're gonna have to give us a a review on the fragrance.
0: You know, I know a thing or two about fragrances. You know, fa- uh, fragrances know. by Bryce Isaiah is you know still up in the womb
3: somewhere. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to tell us all about the notes. I think that's a perfect place to end. Is to just think about the notes, the floral scents, and the and the musks. Of LaDame
0: Oh Here's the deal I'll have to talk to you in two weeks Thank you so much Jitsia
3: Alright Love you Talk to you later
0: Mwah Purple Pants Promotion Purple Pants Promote. Promotion Purple Pants Promotion Purple Pants Promote. Promotion It's a Purple Pants It's a Purple
1: Pants It's a Purple Pants Promotion Yeah Purple Pants purple pants purple
0: pants and keeping the mingu rolling on this week for purple pants promotions i'm so honored to have this inspirational woman come on my podcast i'm so honored um so i have the founder of Harriet's Bookshop, Janine Cook. So welcome to the Purple
1: Pants Podcast. Hey, y'all. Thank you, Bryce. I am honored to be here.
0: I am more honored to have (laughs) you here on the podcast because I think that your bookstore and what you stand for is really something that's truly inspiring. And for people that may not know, uh Harriet's Bookshop is a bookshop located in Philadelphia in the Fishtown section. And really it is their mission is to celebrate women, authors, artists, and activists. And so I'm just so honored to have Janine here. And I met Janine through Wendell, which all y'all know who Wendell is. And um, you know, <laughs> his company Beav Unlimited, uh he actually completed or, you know, his artwork and vision uh came together when he redid the back of Janine's store and kind of transform their book nook. But we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that later in this interview. (laughs) But I really want to talk more with Janine and just really know more about you where are you from like let us me know more about you because really these are questions that i have for you in person but (laughs) yes the few times (laughs) that i met you you was moving and shaking and so i couldn't really get all of the things that i wanted to ask so i'm like yes let me have you on a podcast (laughs) so i can really just get to know miss Cook.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Bryce, like I said before, I really appreciate you. You know, like I don't know if people know that not only did you come and you know show love, but you actually put in work here at the bookshop. Yes. Um it, and it, it means a lot. You know, it's like it's it's a community effort for sure. The bookshop is a lot more than a bookshop. It's a it's a place for folks to come together. We dialogue. Uh, we make sure that folks have books. I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care how much coin you have or don't have. I make sure that people leave here with with books because that's how we're going to make sure that folks have the information they need to do something about the problems we see in this country uh, and in this world. Uh, And I'm from, I'm from Hampton, Virginia. I've been in Philly for like almost 20 years though. I came here when I was 17. My mom gave me, I I think she gave me $50 and was just like, you know, good luck. (laughs) 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 And so here I am here. I stand uh, after, after that. Yes. And it's so interesting.
0: And I read that the book shop opened February 1st. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Um, We opened on February 1st. We were celebrating Black History Month. You know, we're named for Harriet Tubman for folks who might not know that. Some people are like, are you Harriet? I'm like, (laughs) you know, no, no, not quite. You know, I'm Janine, but we're named for Harriet. And um, so we were doing that to celebrate um, Black History Month. And that's considered Freedom Day. And then by March. 10th, which is really close to her birthday, they had shut us down for COVID. Wow. And
0: it, it's so crazy because when you think of a bookshop, you think of, you know, going in, taking a look at the books, touching them, reading them. And obviously with COVID coming into our world, it really kind of pushes you as an owner, us as, you know, people to really change how we think and operate. And I think that you have done such a unique way of how you operate your store and you run. And I think I've experienced because I've been to the bookshop about four times now. And one thing that I love (laughs) is that you're interns. You've got young Black interns that are full of energy, so well-mannered, so polite, so young, so full of energy. And every time that I've been at the bookshop, whether it's in the back nook doing work, and yes, this is to Wendell, I did do work. You heard Janice say it. Yes, that's right.
1: You better say it. You better say it. Because
0: Wendell just like to say I just be in the back doing nothing, taking photos. I mean, that might be partly true. Okay, but those pebbles Listen. didn't get in the back by nowhere, okay? I had right. to carry a they couple of They didn't
1: get there bags. by themselves, okay? Yes.
0: But what I love is that, you know, your bookstore, currently with COVID, you can't really have a lot of people in the store. So you created right. this sidewalk. I I like to say it's like my, it reminds me of my Uncle Vernon's room. He had like a bookshelf mm. in his room that's mm. so similar to the bookshelf that you have out there. He had like the mm. chair. And so she's created this book. I don't even know, like this bookshop front. And so when people walk up, they can, you know, talk to the interns about what type of book they're looking for or a specific author. And the the interns will go into the bookshop and find not only the book that they're (laughs) looking for, they'll consult with you. I didn't witness this. And they're yes. like, they really want Women in Power Book. And you like, grab that one, grab that one, yes. go over yes. there and get that yes. one and bring it out. And it's <laughs> really, it's it's so unique and, and so customized. And the four times that I've been out there, the people that have walked up, they've like, I've heard about this bookshop and I've wanted to come <laughs> check it out. And I just think that that's so unique and so mm-hmm. cool. And especially for people that are not from Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. Janine's bookshop is in The Fishtown section of Philadelphia, which is a, a rather unique section in Philadelphia. Um, and you can, tell, always, you can
1: tell them the truth. It, it's racially okay. tense. <laughs> it, it definitely is. It's
0: definitely a racially tense uh, area in the city. And it's going through what I would like to say, gentrification, okay? It, mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. if anyone that knows or you see, you definitely see the development in the area. And I went mm-hmm. to Temple. And so, you know, I frequented that area, you know, at night yes. with the, you know, the bars and stuff. And, and when I went there and, you know, I'm in my early 20s to late oh, 20s you, to early me. 30s. So excuse me. Know, (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. And the neighborhood just looks so different. And for me, it makes me super proud that there's a black bookshop owned by a black woman in this area that is like standing 10 toes down and truly standing for what she believes in and during right. the time obviously you opened in February you had to close in March uh but during that time in this country we know about George Floyd we know mm-hmm. about Ahmaud Berry we know about mm-hmm. Breonna Teller. and what I find so interesting is when I just did a, a quick little google shop and with all of the protests going on in our city not only did you say I'm going to stand for what I believe in and I'm going to fight for what's right you mm-hmm. And your people were out there giving books out to the protesters and to people walking by that were interested in books. And for me, that's like, okay, you can people can talk to talk, but (laughs) you are really out here in Fishtown walking mm-hmm. the walk and can you just walk me a little bit through that as to how that came about and, and what yes. that meant for you to be a part of that because I think that that's true like that oh, I, I'm just getting Listen, chills talking so about it because that, so
1: I want to say like shouts to the interns like you said the interns so it's me and three high school interns that run all of Harriet's bookshop and I, I I want people to understand how powerful that is that, that these three young black children have decided to invest time and energy into making this place where it is, I sometimes joke and say, I really work for them because they're the ones who tell me where I have to be and how to get there. And they're like, you know, you need to, you need to do this this way. And what about this book? You know, they, they work with the, with the customers every day in a very, very close and personal way. Um, and even when we had a, had to do sidewalk sales, it was the interns that would take all of these heavy bookshelves outside. And we yes. build we build a bookstore on the sidewalk, and that was that was there. You know, I, I'm a I'm a woman, and I'm a, not in my early twenties, <laughs> so it's not easy for me to do the things that you know. Sometimes my mind says I can do, but the, it's their that them, their young power that has made it happen. And one of the things you know, when George Floyd's um, murder happened, when he was murdered yes. by the police of, of this country, um, he the the young people was like we want to go protest. This was their first time really attending a protest, and I want to support them in that effort, right? I, I believe in what, the, the, what they were standing for, but I had to question them about why and how, right? And So they're like, you know, we wanna take signs out there that say that I can't breathe. And I said, you know, I'm gonna have to say, no, you're not gonna take signs out there that say you can't breathe because you can breathe. Not only are you breathing, you're li- you're alive, you're thriving. We, you know, so don't, we're not gonna put that message out there that you can't breathe, yes, you can. And so they were like, okay, okay. So we went, we, we, they were like, you know, so I said, I got all these books. I have ordered all these copies of the autobiography of Malcolm X which has been pivotal in my life. And I ordered a whole bunch of copies of uh, Brown for the Promised Land, which is about Harriet Tubman. And I said, what if we went out there with these books and instead of you know holding up signs, we held out these books. And if people wanted them, we'd give them away. And they were like, oh, no, 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 nobody wants to do that. That's corny, that's corny. And that's high schoolers, you know, they're going to tell you something's right. corny because they have never seen it before. We got out there, I said, y'all, try it, try it. You know what I mean? Give me a try, you see like trust trust me and they did right. and and it was it was crazy the, the number of people that came over to get books was crazy right we up to now we've almost given out about 1000 books Bryce. Mm. about 1000 books and we went to you know we went to Kentucky we went down to Brianna Taylor who was also murdered by her yes. by her by the police who worked for her who we, whose taxes are uh, pay who we pay through our tax money so we went down to louisville and we went down there and gave our books and we went out to minnesota and we gave our books and of course here in philadelphia and um just you know shouts to everybody who's doing things unconventionally because you know we don't have to do things the way that we've seen them done before right some of those results haven't worked so we get to try something new and that's what we've been trying we've been trying something new
0: yes i i I think that's so powerful and just So inspiring that, you know, in this country that we live in and, you know, when we do protest, right, what are they saying? Oh, an angry mob. No, that's not what we are. We're actually protesting. There might be some people that, you know, in this mob of people or in this group of people that might not be doing what the mainstream people are doing. But please Mm -hmm. don't group all of us into that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that you saying this is how I'm going to protest from my standpoint is just remarkable and just so inspiring and I just hope that people listen to that and understand because my audience is array of people and mm-hmm. a lot of the time sometimes I am the only black figure and you know I'm a openly black queer man so my listeners get a perspective from me that they don't always normally hear in their day I'm, I'm glad
1: your voices. I'm glad your voice is out here and loud because you actually do offer people an opportunity to think differently and to be more empathetic. Um, you know, books are being delivered right now if you hear here. Yes, come, come noise on, in the books. background. Yeah, we got we got books is coming in. Books is coming in. Yes, a, and so weekend. I, Mind you, <laughs> I, I'm
0: all over the place Janine, so please just follow me even though yeah, I'm yeah. about to I was just talking about something, but I also oh, had to tell you about ahead, ahead, this ahead. argument that I got into with my mom about the books that you gave me.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So, I was so excited when I was there working that message for Wendell um, and you know when I was leaving Janine was like did you ever get the, the books I said no I never got the books she said oh no 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 no!" Uh, wait, real quick wrapped up some books for me and I was so excited and so you know my mom follows my social media and even I hadn't even told my mom that you know Wendell was working at your store and mm-hmm. that I was you know a part of it mm-hmm. but in I, I should have had that conversation with her but she knew exactly what the bookstore was because of oh, the wow. national coverage that you got and Amazing. so my mom texted me later that day and she said you picked me up some books right I was like mom I
1: got you (gasps) I was like mom mom, I got you I got you mom I promise (laughs) so I
0: was like oh so I mind you so I had to share my books with her so you know I'm like oh okay you gave me how to be an anti-racist and my mom was like I've been wanting to read that bring that here I'm like okay girl well when you done you know make sure I get it back so we can share it So I I just, I I love the fact that- You know, and
1: that's what I tell people, Bryce, all the time. I say, you know, it's one thing to buy a book and it's another thing to read a book. But when you start to have a discussion about that that, book, when mm. that book moves you to action and now you're thinking about what you could actually do in the real world as a result of what you just read. Now that's when we're, that's what I'm talking about, right? Yes I love that you said you and mom are going to get down (laughs) about that book. That's awesome. Yes, well,
0: it's not just even my mom, my sister. Because my sister, (laughs) and and this was so weird. This is what I'm telling you. Janine what I got so powerful about it and I was like telling Wendell about it and I was like oh I gotta talk to Janine and then I was like well, Wendell was like Do you should have her on the podcast and I was like oh my god you think she would come on of but course. my sister was like I've been wanting to go to Harris I've seen it online and I'm like
1: oh, and wow. uh, these are
0: conversations that I've never had and what That's I love right. is that you know this black culture this black excellence you know is thriving through our community whether mm-hmm. or not the media shows it or not oh, and so sure. now my sister is like well when mommy done with the book she said she gonna give it to me I'm like First of all, how my mom this ain't no library. Right. My mom I will, no,
1: out? I'm gonna put some books in the mail for y'all. No, that's that's my honor to do it. That's my honor to do it. I promise you. I promise you. Like that and that I, would be a beautiful opportunity for me.
0: And I appreciate that. But and it was it's so unique for us because, you know, we come from readers. My mom has worked in the education field in Philadelphia for over forty years. She's retired oh, wow. now. But it's You know, I I can't think of the last time that we really had discussions about books. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I just thought this was just such a unique thing that I was receiving books from you. I'm like so happy to post about it and to really get into it. And my mom like, where my book at? And so (laughs) it just started this dialogue that we, it's just new to us. And it's almost like we having like our own little book club. And I I just love it. Exactly. You know, it's like
1: people, there's this lie that, you know, black people don't read. And I always tell tell folks, I said, you know, that's a lie from the pit of hell, right? There was a time in this country when we weren't even allowed to read, when we had to... We had to risk our lives to get our hands on books, right? Like Harriet Tubman, there's a, a short story where she went back to go pick up some family members and one of her cousins wasn't there because he'd gotten arrested. They gave, they gave him 10 years because they co- they found a copy of one book, Uncle Town's Cabin, in his space. And he got 10 years in prison for that one book, right? And that's that, That's just the, the prison folks. Like that's not even the folks that got killed, hanged, you know, right. for, for for access to their books, for reading. Frederick Douglass, and this is Shouts to Wendell because Wendell such a special heart and I know y'all got y'all thing going and y'all be beefing or whatever, but I'm not trying to be in the middle of it. <laughs> but I call you him-
0: You've seen Frederick. Bryce, so it's fine. It's fine. We know here on the podcast, it's been determined you've seen Bryce. We good. Okay.
1: I call him Frederick Douglass, though. So I call him Young Freddy because I'm like, you know, Wendell, you got that voice. You got that voice. You got that. Uh, Frederick Douglass was everywhere. You know, he was everywhere making sure people knew what was up. And one of the things about him was he would trade bread, bread, Bryce. He'd trade mm. bread so people would teach him how to read. Right? And so it's a lot from the pit of hell that our people don't read, that our people don't love books, that our people aren't intellectuals, that we're not, you know, game changers when it comes to these words. That's that's what we've always done. We've always yes. done that.
0: And we've had to use the resources that we've known, not that have been given to us. And I that's recently right. had a conversation with one of my friends uh not of color, who openly asked me what, what, like he was actually saying to me, sometimes I get offended when I hear white privilege. And he's like, I, mm. I'm, a, I'm a white man and I didn't mm. grow up with privilege Mm -hmm. and so I and I took it upon myself to you know because first of all I'm not everybody's teacher okay (laughs) you you know but because the relationship was so special to me I kind of took the time Mm -hmm. to just educate him on actually what it means and it's not saying you personally but this just brings me to this great subject that yes a perfect example of white privilege we weren't allowed to read it was illegal Mm -hmm. for us to read and Mm -hmm. so that is a privilege that people of non-color in this country mm-hmm. have that that is their roots you guys could read you guys could go to school for us that was not a privilege and so mm-hmm. when we and mind you you know i followed in my mom's footsteps i went to school mm-hmm. for education um mm-hmm. and i was a teacher for a year and a half and i realized while i was teaching and i know you like bryce where are you you all over the place i know no, you're fine. You. But this
1: is how we this is how we do
0: yes and so i as a teacher in you know north philly at a charter school. I found myself, you know, because you know, you know me, I had to make sure my class was cute. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I had the flowers and the ABCs. And so I found that I, I was spending a lot of money when I started on my classroom. And then quickly as school started, I realized, and at the time I had worked part time at a shoe store. Cause that's how I put myself through college. But mm. I was, I, I, I noticed, you know, when it would rain out, you know, my, my classroom would have a little funk to it. Mm. And I was like, Oh, what's going on? And then I quickly realized that there were maybe two or three kids in my classroom that they didn't really have proper shoes. And so when, when it Ooh. would rain, their feet essentially would smell. And Mm -hmm. other kids would tease them. And so I, you know, started bringing in shoes for some kids. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, lunchtime, you know, I'm trying to eat my lunch prep for my next class. I'm realizing that some of these kids that we're labeling as bad kids, are running around the classroom and not doing and and I'm you know I lead with my heart and I'm you know took time to figure out like what's going on and what I realized the root of some of the problem was they're running around um, and quote unquote being behavioral problems because they don't have lunch and so Mm -hmm. these other kids are eating lunch and they don't have lunch so this is what they're doing to occupy their time so I started Mm -hmm. bringing in like little lunches but I didn't want to isolate the children and be like oh blank blank doesn't have you know so I, I just started doing kind of open lunch in my classroom and I had a conversation with my mom because I was like I'm just spending so much time and I'm worrying about these kids. And my mom was like, well, maybe your light is too bright to be mm. in a classroom and maybe mm-hmm. you need to be in the community. And that's kind of sort of how I got my start in social work. Um, And that's what I'm doing now. And it's, you know, it's not a, it, it is definitely a rewarding job for me, but you know, it don't pay the bills like right. how I want it to pay, but it definitely feeds my heart. Mm -hmm. And I just I I think that with you in this bookstore and you just promoting like and just promoting black excellence, promoting Mm -hmm. black authors, promoting black men read, promoting the black community reads. I just think Mm -hmm. it's such a a powerful thing that we don't see. And oftentimes, and especially in this political climate right now, when we see a lot of times are people of color making the news it's for oh an arrest a robbery a killing Mm well why why isn't harriet on harriet's bookshop on the news every day because that's a story (laughs) every day that could be inspiring and i just i think it's so important for us as people not to get mad it's to take action and i I just Mm -hmm. find it so inspiring that you started this bookshop and that you are really feeding your community spiritually uh mentally and physically and, and i think that that's a beautiful trait that needs to be celebrated and needs to be talked about
1: mm, you know it's so funny because so we got we received this really nasty email i don't know if you saw that online we got an email from some some weirdo who was saying um they're gonna rape us they're gonna stalk us they're gonna you know they're gonna kill us black people are monkeys like all of the worst part of what humanity has to offer came through on that email um and so in, in response to that, on Monday, we're hosting our own sit-in. We're, we're shutting down Girard Avenue. And we're going to talk about what it means to protect and serve one another. We got 14 speakers. Wendell is actually one of them. You should come. And yes, and I, I should have thought of you, Bryce, you know, but that's okay. We're going to make sure your voice is heard, no doubt. I'm going to be here. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure your voice is heard. I know you make sure your voice is heard. And that's what's up. And so we're going to shut this street down. We're going to make sure that, you know, for, for a very long time, we've, we've, um, handed out our power to folks that don't necessarily have our best interests in mind. And mm. in reality, we we have all of the tools and all of the capabilities of protecting and serving ourselves and one another. And for a very long time, we've, we've, we've used, like we've allowed people had to have, you know, interests, you know, they've been able to come into our entire community and, and make demands and, you know, kill people even. And not and go and go without actually having an accountability for that. And so, you know, you, there's some things we can complain about, and there's some things we can do something about. And this is one of those things that I think we can do something about. And there's no way that we could do this under Harriet Tubman's name and not be about that action. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. He was about yes. that action.
0: Okay. Period. Poop. Right. Okay.
1: And, right. And like like and, and so people get upset. Our our logo has a rifle through the middle, and people, you know, when I first put the 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 awning up, a, a guy came running in here. Who do you think you are to put that awning up? And you know, I I've been um I've been challenged, <laughs> I've been challenged on how to respond to to people in their ignorance. And so I said to the man, you know, well, what what's what's bothering you about it? You know, you can't come into this neighborhood with that logo. And I said, well, do you know who Harry Tubman is? Yeah, I know who she is, and she wouldn't appreciate that. I said, do you know that she served this country as the first Black woman general in, this, in the Union Army? Never, never, never was paid. You know she never got her pension for that. You know she did that now for absolutely free and she fought for 80 years or something, something crazy like that to get her pension, which never came. Like. Do you know what that means in this country? And so you're mad about this particular rifle, but you're not mad about the Korean War Memorial. You're not mad at the Vietnam War Memorial. You're not mad at any of the uh, statues of George Washington. You're not mad at any of those things. You don't find it funny that you're upset about this one thing. And that this woman who never got her due, I'm giving her, I'm doing my best to give her her due. She never got her due in her lifetime. You're mad at that one black woman. You don't see how funny that is. And he was like, well, I never heard of that. I was like, yeah, she served you. he served you Hello. when you when you didn't deserve it when you didn't even deserve it and so and he was like well I'm gonna buy that book yeah that's what you oh, should do yes. you should buy that book that's what you should do because you need that education you need that information your school system has failed you when it comes to your black history you they failed you and so I'm here to support you with that and that's and that's that's just how we are gonna make it move
0: yes and, and that's how it should be done. And it's those dialogues that you have. And that's and that's what I tell my friends and in this community that like, how can we change the world? Is it such a, and I'm like, you know what? I personally, you know, I, I pray every day for peace and for love. But what I realized is that, you know what? I can only affect the people that I come in contact with. And I, I truly believe that if we all take that approach with love, lead with love and education, that's truly how we can change the world that's truly how we can that's move right. the needle and I ain't saying it gonna be easy no, and no, I bro. always say on my podcast I'm gonna roll for a better Bryce and so you know a lot of times we are faced with adversity, and you know, we have to take a step back and really think <laughs> about how. And you sometimes I gotta take four or five, six or seven steps back, maybe run six miles back before I come back when in a place of love. And that's just me being honest because, like, that's you right. know, no, no one taught me how to respond to adversity. like, you know, no, no, yeah. there ain't no, there's no handbook on that. So. Mm-hmm and especially when you're just living in your life and especially when you're just trying to run your business that anyone else on their street can run their business and do how they do and and you know but we've been tasked with this and we can either sink or rise to the occasion and I truly believe that you are rising to the occasion which is the support
1: it's the support of my family like you right this is the support that keeps it going because sometimes it does feel like it's too much it feels like oh my gosh like I'm fighting this battle and this battle and this battle and this battle you know all I want to do is sell these damn books okay you know I'm like I'm just try to pay the rent and get through the next month you know and so it's, it's but it is these conversations Bryce things like this that remind me that it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger call and you know the fact that you and your mom and your sister like that's that's a all the light and so it
0: absolutely which is why I'm, I'm glad to have you on my segment for a purple pants promotion and I, I, I created this segment to give shine and spotlight to people in places like you. Now, I also just want to pivot a little bit because I do want to hear the story of how you and Wendell
1: connected to make this
0: beautiful. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Yes. So okay, I, I wrote in window months and months ago when before we were even shut down, I was just like, okay, I seen um something he built for somebody. And I was just like, I wanted two things. I wanted a desk. And I was just like, I want an outdoor bookstore. And when I first wrote him, he was just like, I mean, the desk is cool. And that's easy. He was like, <laughs> I, you know, I got to think about this outdoor bookstore you keep talking about. And the stuff, the pictures I sent him are nothing like what he did. He did it. In a, he took it to amazing heights as I don't know people who know him, but as he does, right. So he took it to all all his, you know, his creativity went off the chain. But I kept having to push, like window. Could we get the outdoor book? Window. Could we do the outdoor book? Window. He was just like Janine, like I'm, I'm thinking on it. I'm thinking on it. And then I think when it finally clicked that he got whatever idea that came to him, he just went, he went bananas out there in that backyard. I'm gonna tell you all yes. And like you, I've had so many people now, like, oh, can I get one? Can I get what? I was like, you can get something you can't get what we okay you can't get this
0: okay you can't get get a variation but this right here
1: right yeah this here right here right this is something that um this is (laughs) this is special you know this is very special and and i really appreciate him and joey they 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 rocked out they did that thing in like six days you know of course with bryce's support with bryce's support and help and encouragement
0: (laughs) thank you i like that i
1: like the words okay come on thank you Give me my deal. So yeah, and I got. I was like, you know, th- this is. I'm renting right now. The goal is ownership for sure. Um, and so I was like, once I own my building, like we're gonna go off. We're gonna go yes. all the way off.
0: <laughs> and I, I love it because I actually had the experience to see the before Ooh, during the process yes, and after yes. now again a lot of people are like you're just windows friends so you're just saying this no i'm trying <laughs> to tell y'all i have no yeah, problem no. telling Wendy Z if i don't like something <laughs> or i disagree <laughs> and when i came to the back um you know i s- saw it and you know yeah. it like yeah I've, I've got these grand ideas and in the back of my mind i'm like oh, oh, okay brother oh okay young douglas you're gonna have <laughs> right, to do your
1: thing right. yes because- freddie wap <laughs> yes
0: freddie why you gonna have to do your thing because i don't necessarily it see it but i trust your vision and i trust your excitement mm-hmm. and then you know mm-hmm. mid-process i saw it i'm like oh it's coming together but when he put that top on that orange on on it yeah. and i i, I said oh yes. it truly was amazing and i think that yes. yeah, it just that's all that i could say like y'all y'all gonna have A to photographer.
1: go photographer so this photographer came by the other day. and He looked back there and saw that orange light coming in from the from the top. He was just like, yes. oh, we got to get back there. We got to get back there. I was like, okay. And that's what I knew was going to be the case. Like, Wendell put his whole foot in that thing. And I'm I, i I'm beyond appreciative. Beyond. Yes, I'm appreciative that he responded to the DM and got to work on it <laughs> so that I can meet you and just feel inspired
0: <laughs> and feel that I am a part of something larger than myself and not just, like, with my friends and family. For me, it's yes. truly... Honored to be, to have this conversation with you and to know you. And, you know, yes. another thing And the you Survivor know. people, the Survivor
1: people be all up and through. Yes! Just like, because y'all was here. <laughs> they be like, but, oh, you had, you had Bryce and Wendell was in here. Yes, they were in here. Oh my gosh, like, they just want to be in the space because y'all were here before. <laughs> it's
0: crazy and it's, for me, it's just when you had that re-grand opening with the Philadelphia Orchestra there and Wendell was inside and I you know, I was just outside of mine my business and, you know, because <laughs> I'm the type of person, I get in where I fit in. I don't yeah. I don't need to be the spotlight. I, listen, I go, look, you you need a bookstore. Hold on, wait, let me get one of the interns for you. And so there was a young man that day that was walking, uh, like kind of looked a l- little questionable. So I'm like, are you here for the bookstore? And he was like, yeah, I, um, I've um, i been reading this online and I, I didn't know whether or not I was open. I'm like, well, they're having a re-grand opening, but what do you need? And then he was like, are, are you, your, your voice sounds familiar. Are you Bryce? I'm like, yeah. It, it just was a, such a organic experience. Um, yes. And I love the fact that yes, we can use our voice in survivor to bring awareness to black Queens like yourself that are doing Aww. magical things, and this is what I yes. was trying to say was that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Not, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Because my, <laughs> listen, I said that coffee is kicking in. But the, another thing that I love about you, and doing my research and just uh following you, is I love your style. Every time I oh, see you, you you're the, you know, your natural hair. You wear your crown. You switch it up. You got the. I'm like, come on, Janegas. Yes! Okay. <laughs> I love it. So I just want to say that. But before we close out, I just want to offer if, you know, if any of my listeners want to be able to support or donate, how can they do that? And where can they follow you on social media? If they want to be a part of this amazing experience that you are offering.
1: Yeah. So for sure. So if they want to buy books, which I encourage everyone to do, they can visit Harriet's bookshop.com. We spell Harriet's with two R's and two T's. Um, If they don't have a single dollar, a single, Single dime. We give out books here every single day, especially books on organizing and activism that is important to us. Um, and so if you don't, if you need it, I got it. Um, and then if you want to follow us on social media and be a part of the journey, it's at Harriet's underscore bookshop on Instagram. And it's Harriet's bookshop anywhere you look and you can, um, you know, get, get in where you fit in, as, as Bryce said.
0: <laughs> yes. So I am so honored that you are on my podcast, that you uh, agreed to come on. Of and course, I'm excited, anytime. Yes, for this fruitful relationship. And I, yes, and I guess I'm going to see you next week at when
1: we shut in Gerard right. Street down. That's- okay. We shut them down real one time for the mind. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> and look, come and on. And,
1: and tell me where to send the books for your your mom and your sister. I want to make sure everybody has what they need.
0: Absolutely. Now, you know my mom won't hear this podcast and be like, you, you, you better
1: give her that information. Mm.
0: Seminary, not, I think about it. I think about it, but absolutely. I, but thank you so much. It's been an honor. Right. And please, purple pants posse, support this. If you don't feel like you can get to this bookstore, support your own personal local black bookstore in your own community. Right. Try to do That's your part. Right. And you know, it's all about right. I, you know. I preach allyship, so it's all about you affecting doing your part. You know, I'm in Philadelphia. Janine's in Philadelphia, but wherever you are, you can always mm-hmm. do your part. And yes, thank you so much for this. I I'm truly honored. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky
1: freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me.
3: Might be my Might be
0: And we are on to our Freak of the Week, okay? Now, you know with Renette, with Rob and Akiva, okay, we didn't named the freakiest freak of all time. Shout out to Miss Blanche Elizabeth Devereaux. Oh, Dorothy and Sophia! But here on the Purple Pants Podcast, we have the Freak of the Week. And this Freak of the Week comes to you sponsored by the Bryce Isaiah 2021 Zaddy Calendar. Now, this Freak of the Week happens to be a Zaddy listed in the 2021 Zaddy Calendar, although he might be Mr. January of 2022. But listen, all the same, he in the 2021 Calendar. Now, I'm minding my business, and you know, Tyson from Winners at War, you know, a winner, a three-time player. He does this thing called Nature with Tyson, and anytime he's with his beautiful two young daughters and they see something like a a frog, maybe I'm making up a frog, but a lizard or a caterpillar, you know, he'll put it to his Instagram story and hashtag Nature with Tyson. He also has some Nature with Tyson apparel that I was looking at. I was like, ooh, I'm going to need to get me some. But I was texting him about one of his shirts or hats. I was like, "Ooh, y'all got this in purple. But he, uh, sadly, he said he did not. So after we were texting back and forth, I happened to scroll to the Instagram because you know me, I like to, you know, check on the people that I'm talking to and Tyson posted this photo where you know Tyson you know he athletic okay he, he playing tennis and it, it, it's it's the pose for me okay it looked like a yoga pose because you know I'm you know I'm big into my yoga but I don't know what this pose would be I would call this the Tyson on the pole okay so he's in mid-action and he is I, I mean it look maybe like an advanced type of tennis because it's definitely a special type of racket and it's definitely not a tennis ball that he hit and look like a lemon but you know that's just me I I ain't big on the sports but okay he got his game face on look like he like Hoo! that's the face he looked like he making like a Hoo! okay I don't know if y'all could do that but like a, whatever that type of face that is that's the face that he got on and he's got his legendary Tyson headband on and which I love the headband because it's multicolored, you know could be the rainbow flag could be an addition of it so okay come on ally shit yes but listen the caption reads game face question mark Please rank between 1 and 10. Also, rank shorts length, please. Okay, now listen, the the shorts is kind of high. They well above the thigh. And listen... That's just the right length that we like here on the Purple Pants podcast. Come on, give us some thigh action, Tyson. So listen, this week's Freak of the Week goes to Tyson. Make sure you go to his Instagram page. It's Tyson and his last name, A-P-O-S-T-O-L. Now I ain't even going to try to pronounce that cause I'm, I say Tyson, a post. Okay. Y'all know I'm a little, you know, I'm a little slow, but yes. Come on, Freak of the Week so y'all know what y'all need to do posse and I've been listening y'all ain't really been doing this like how I need y'all to do it so I need you to go to this photo and put the hashtag freak of the week and at the purple pants podcast instagram and let Tyson know he is the freak of the week (sighs) I love the freak of the week so much but you know it makes your baby boy so sad because it means if we're getting to the freak of the week it means that we've made it through another amazing podcast So here's the deal before we close this podcast on out I need for you guys to make sure you're subscribing to this podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Uncle Pookie out the back of his truck, wherever you decide to get these podcasts from, make sure you're subscribing to the Purple Pants Podcast make sure you write a review, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin, to tell a brother and tell a sister, yes I appreciate you guys so much you know where to find me, I will We'll catch you guys next week. But listen, 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 listen. Here's the deal. <laughs> it's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants podcast. you trying to unwind. You better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though Mm -mm. it's the purple pants it's the purple pants